Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as emphatic as a Leon Goretzka overhead kick, fantasy advice as slapstick as a Davy Klaassen own goal, and pundits who could both do with a visit from Airbay Leipzig star hair stylist. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, one and all. My name is James Thurgood. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Match Day 20. And joining me as ever, it's the fantasy Fußball got himself, Flo. Flo, what were your three biggest takeaways in terms of the fantasy realm from Match Day 19? Yeah, at first I want to say it seems like you don't like my haircut, James. I'm a bit shocked to hear that. Well, I, you don't think we could? You don't I, think we could do with a brush up? We're both a bit rough around the edges, aren't we? I don't think I, I say that in a very charming, you know, endearing manner. Of course, uh, I'm not sure about <laughs> that. But okay, I, I let this one slide. And yeah, three three takeaways for Match Day 19. At first, I'll keep an eye on Alassane Player. Uh, he resurfaced uh, after having been a great fantasy asset for times and then basically uh, being uh, hidden away. But he had a great game, 22 points last weekend. And uh, I think everything is now set up at Gladbach that he's the striker number one in the Bundesliga and also in the fantasy game. And I'm phrasing that, that I'll keep my eye on him because I won't bring him in this week because they're playing at Leipzig. But if they get a good fix, fixture ahead, I think player is a good differential pick right now. My second takeaway is that Jaden Sancho rocks. And <laughs> I mean, it's now probably the McElroy's show on next weekend. But I watched the Cologne game uh, for 90 minutes and Sancho just looked like the superior player. And what Royce was lacking some, he could have had a, a huge uh, game uh, in a fantasy sense, but uh, he was just... A bit looks like did look uh, a bit l not lazy. Is uh, I I can't find the the right English word right now, but uh, lessig would be the German word. So a bit com a bit complacent. Not yeah, you're right. Not lazy, but a bit like too relaxed. Yeah, yeah, sloppy. Maybe sloppy. It's, uh, yeah, okay. um, but I didn't like that from Marco Royce and, and Sancho is just I mean goal and an assist again. He's just world class right now and I think uh, it's good that Halan is doing what he does because no one is now talking basically uh, about Jaden Sancho although he has a great great campaign again and looks at the top of his game right now so he's a clear number one in Dortmund midfield uh, for me I agree as of now I, I know I've been sing singing a different tune uh, at the start of the rookrund I thought Royce could maybe be the differential pick but uh, it seems like I was wrong about that. And my third takeaway is that Maxi Mittelstedt is back in our fantasy lives and on the radar, pulling ahead of Marvin Plattinghardt and having uh, a great match at Wolfsburg. And now it's a Friday evening game. And yeah, game on with... Maxi Mittelstern. So two guys returning to our radar and Marco, I think you're being a bit harsh on Marco Roy. 17 points last week wasn't a bad yeah. haul. You can't really complain that still. The, the, you know, the, the top 1% of fantasy players in the midfield at least, you know. Yeah, but if you've 
you've seen that that game. That was basically the least he could do. I, I agree. Out, out I agree. Of that match. Well, there's uh, there's scope so, for more. There's yeah. definitely scope for more. But uh, yeah, it could it, it could be worse. Is all I'm saying for Royce owners. So there you go. Okay. Well, first things first. On today's show, we'll dig into some listener questions now. I've plucked Flo's brain already on what happened on match day 19. But let's look ahead to match day 20. And again, a quick reminder: if your question doesn't feature in part one, it may feature in part two. So fear not. Okay, so the first is from at Bundesliga Addy1. He asks, Timo Werner, stick or twist, Flo? Uh, I should this, say this is a three-part question. Yeah, for this week, I would uh, stick. I mean, remember back when they first met Gladbach and Leipzig, he scored a hat-trick. I wouldn't be too bothered with Timo Werner, especially Nagelsmann. He piled on the pressure on his team after the loss at Frankfurt. I'm expecting some kind of reaction and Leipzig for me is a superior team against Gladbach. So I wouldn't shy away from Werner this week. Next week is a different animal. They're traveling to Munich and they're looking pretty strong right now. And it's the worst thing about that matchup is uh, that it's a Sunday evening matchup. So it's the last game of the match day and I wouldn't want Werner and Lewandowski in that game just because of uh, it's it's closing out the match day. So if you're thinking ahead and want to sell Werner for next week and you think you can make other stuff work by selling him one week early because you want to get rid of him next week anyway, I think you could do it, but I don't I definitely uh, don't think there's need for that. I think he could have a, a pretty good game against Klappach easily. Yeah, I'd, I'd say don't necessarily hit the panic button. But if you've got a three for, uh, like a, a third free transfer, I should say, then and you really fancy a big a big differential, then that could be a spot to do it. But I wouldn't worry too much with Timo Werner. We've always known that he can go through fits and spurts when it comes to his goal scoring. But right now, the spurts are more than the fits, I guess, this season. I think that's the right way around. Anyway, on to the next part of Bundesliga Adi Wan's question. Uh, he says, best replacement for the suspended Marco Friedel. Who are you going for, Flo? Already talked about Mitterstedt. If he's in the starting lineup, I think I would prefer him just because of the Friday evening game. And he's a guy you wouldn't necessarily pick as your star man if he... Uh, were playing on a Saturday afternoon, but he definitely can give you a boost starting off the match day. Let me quick check his market value to be precise. It's 6.6 million. So it's, I think, a bit more than Friedel, but still uh, on the cheap end. I think Evan and Dicker of Frankfurt, still good, 6.8 million. Only problem with him is they're playing at Düsseldorf. They just released uh, Friedhelm Funkel as their coach. Uwe Rösler is the new coach, and you never know what's happening then. So um, I've got a Dicker, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, but maybe I wouldn't want to uh, buy him. Uh, Chandler is another one for 5.1 million, also the Frankfurt backline in a very attacking role. And if you don't have Jakobs or Katterbach uh, from Cologne, the both very cheap defenders, I, I think that's definitely a route to go, especially because they're playing on uh, Sunday um, afternoon. 
Yeah, I think all valuable suggestions there for the lower end of your defensive budget. We're also talking about goalkeepers. This will be a big topic in this show, I'm sure. And we'll kick it off with a question from Bundesliga Adi One. The last part of his question, he asks, who is a suitable replacement for Schubert flow? Yeah, so Bundesliga Adi is definitely expecting Nübel to be back in the starting lineup. But we don't know that yet. So I think it's more likely that Nubel starts. But I also think it could be possible that they're saying, no, we're sticking with Schubert. Because like there were some rumors coming out of Schalke before the Munich game that basically if Schubert doesn't make any capital mistakes, that he will keep the job as Schalke keeper. Yeah. <laughs> And then, I mean, that basically happened what, what shouldn't have happened for Schubert. He made two capital mistakes. So what, that's something to monitor. So um, we answering the questions as if Nübel were the new number one. If he isn't and Schubert keeps his place, no need to sell Schubert. I think that's um, pretty straightforward for everyone following uh, Fantasy Bundesliga. Long-term, Zach Steffen, he should be good to go on the weekend, I think. Or Zingerle of Paderborn. Both are my preferred long-term solutions um, if you have to get rid of Schubert. And short-term is Pentke of Hoffenheim because he's just 1.1 million and you actually save some money and bring him in, in for Schubert. But uh, he's you're living on rented time again then because uh, Baumann is injured, but he will be back in a few games. So then you have to get another fix uh, and a new goalkeeper. Yeah, I think it's going to be very interesting because I think there's a lot of people with Schubert in their lineup right now. It'll be very interesting to see how many stick with Schubert and don't mind even if Nubel does take over the number one spot, but they're like, you know, 1.5 minutes, a throwaway pick anyway. I've got Zentner for 1 million. He's picking up points here and there. It's not the end of the world if he doesn't, you know, pick up huge tallies at some point. And how many will then go, you know what, I'll spend the extra money to replace my goalkeeper, to replace Schubert and bring in someone like Stefan or, you know, Zingler. I think those two probably are the most premium options when it comes to the lower range of the budget. So I think that's definitely going to be very interesting to see what happens with that. Okay, but we'll we'll move on to the next question. It's from at Astorians on Twitter. And he asks, name a player in defense, midfield and attack to differentiate from the rest and still be able to score good points. Flo, I'll give you I'll give you the floor first with the defenders. Who do you want to pick? Uh, I would go with Philip Max because I think um, because of the matchups that uh, Augsburg had, I don't think many have him in their squad after the winter break. And I think now will be the perfect time to bring him back in. And uh, He's a pretty good fantasy defender, but his price is so high that I think a lot of people shy away from buying an Augsburg player north of 13 million, 13.1 to be exactly right now. Yeah, I mean, it is the risk with him, but we did see, as you say, exactly what he can be capable of in this game. I went for two players. I, I went for one that's very outside the box, but it comes with the proviso of when he comes back from injury, and that's Benzabayini, 8.9 million. I think he could be a big differential when he comes back. For the players that are playing now, I'm actually looking at Benjamin Pavard uh, of Bayern at 11.4 million and thinking he could be quite a sneaky way to get into Bayern's back line and have a consistent source of points because he does like to get forward and he does get involved in goals as well and he doesn't cost you that much. So those were my two suggestions. One a 
little more outside the box, I know, with Ben Zobayini, but I am keeping my eye on him. How about your midfielder then, Flo? I'm going with uh, Christopher Nkunku of Leipzig, 12.3 million. I mean, he's be- he- he's on many people's radars, I guess, but I don't think that he's in a lot of people's teams just because Sabitzer is a lock for many guys. And there was always a doubt if Nkunku actually would start. Yeah, I think that's what it is, yeah. Yeah. But I think Nkunku flipped the script on Sabitzer. Uh, I mean, he was the by far the best Leipzig player at Frankfurt. No doubt about it. Uh, not just in a fantasy sense. I mean, he did manage to pick up 12 points in an 0-2 loss. That in itself is quite remarkably. But he also looks very sharp on the field and his on average in 90 minutes involvement in shots is ridiculously high and one of the highest in the league. So that's what leading me to Nkunku and maybe would lead me to Nkunku over Zabitza right now. Wow. I think that's uh, differential enough. I mean, he's not the biggest outsider. We got him at 6% right now. If you look in the fantasy game and uh, Zavitsa is at 21. So uh, that's definitely a big difference. And you're also saving like 3 million in money. Um, as long as Dani Olmo doesn't feature in the Leipzig starting lineup, uh, and I think uh, he won't, I expect Nkunku to start this weekend against Klappach and have a good game against Klappach. So uh, that's definitely a short-term pick, but one that can pay off big because most people have Sabitza if you're going in Kunku and he's the one with a great game. You're, you're looking pretty good. Yeah, you know what? I mean, he definitely counts as a differential and he's a very exciting player. But, I, you know, I'm, I, I still think the jury's out in terms of what happens when Forsberg comes back. You know, will the rotation set in again? Because I'd love to have him in my squad if I knew he was going to start every game. I agree with you. He's then the more prolific player potentially in the fantasy world. But I just, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't, I'm with you. I don't agree. I don't think that Olmo will go straight into the Leipzig starting lineup at all. I'll throw another name out there. And that's Michael Gregorich. Everyone, uh, any, anyone that's ever listened to this show will know I'm a big fan of his. And at 10.1 million, I think he's an absolute steal, especially in the short term. When you look at Schalke's run of fixtures, we will touch on that later. Uh, we will get into it more. But Michael Gregorich is the man that I'll throw. And you know what? I'll throw it out there flow with a bold claim a bold claim that i believe michael gregorich will score over 150 points in the rook runder for schalke i'm going to stick my neck out there and happily make that claim i I believe that's a reasonable average to expect of someone like gregorich who could get very big attacking returns at times as well as we saw in his opening game of the rook runder less so against Bayern, i know but who would you go for up front it's ron cordoba one of my all-time favorites uh (laughs) Fantasy strikers and also off the, uh, I mean, I really like uh, his game, his, his physical prowess is second to none. I was going to say his, his challenges won during his time at Mainz were the stuff of legend. Um, unbelievable. I mean, he was one of the top fantasy scorers with scoring five goals. <laughs> that cannot it's be recreated. Just amazing. <laughs> but now he's finding his, his uh, goal scoring ways in the Bundesliga. He's got good in the second division last year. And now he has scored in the last five uh, home games at least once. All his six uh, goals of the season came uh, in the last five home games. They're facing Freiburg on a Sunday 
uh, afternoon, which gives you flexibility. And I, re- I really like uh, Juan Cordoba, and I, I think he can be one of the highest scoring strikers next weekend. Okay, well, I, you know what? I, I'm throwing another big man out there, and it's Jean-Philippe Mateta of Mainz, 9.7 million. I, I would go with the proviso saying, don't bring him in this weekend. They're playing against Bayern. Not the time to do it. And it maybe also comes with the adage of if he stays at the club, because there are a few rumors linking him with a move away, and he could, he could be one of those players that maybe forces his way out. But if he stays at Mainz, I think Jean-Philippe Mateta could be a big, big differential in the second half of the season. Okay, we'll move on to the next set of listener questions it's from at addy underscore balaram he's got a two-part question flow he says number one given the next two leipzig games should i get rid of both werner and sabitzer with muller doing well for Bayern again is it worthwhile doubling up on Bayern forwards by bringing him in for werner what are your thoughts on this at first i, I think for this match day it's no uh, must to get rid of werner and sabitzer uh quite differently i think leipzig could have a good game against Gladbach. Uh Next week, like I already said, it's the last game of the match day. I want to limit my exposure to this game. And I'm definitely looking to sell uh, Leipzig assets next week. And maybe I'm starting with it early because I've got uh, three in my squad right now. And I would, I mean, Thomas Müller is uh, good for one and done. I think you can do that. You limit, you definitely limit your flexibility because Lewandowski and Müller will always uh, have the kickoff at the same time. It's just how things work uh, if they're playing in the same team. He could be worthwhile for this weekend, but I wouldn't want to go uh, into next weekend with Müller and Lewandowski up front. So you basically, you're you're giving yourself a challenge if you're doing that to always um, not have problems injury-wise or with suspensions that you have to react and do transfers you haven't planned for. So don't don't bring in too many players you want to sell um, before next week. That's definitely something to, to think about um, before you do your transfers. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, Muller, Muller's form is good and it does look tasty in a fantasy sense as well. But doubling up, especially when you've only got three strikers, doubling up on any team is ultimately risky and ultimately costs you in terms of, as Flo says, uh, flexibility. Okay, so moving on to the second part of his question. He is asking, Mbabu out for Max, or should I use that transfer to get rid of Schubert? And this was kind of the dilemma I was talking about earlier, Flo, as to with three transfers, whether people will prioritize outfielders over a move for Schubert this weekend. So what do you say to this? Yeah, I probably would bring in Max. Yeah, I think I would too. Although Mbabu isn't like he isn't the the worst choice in the world. He gives you flexibility as one of the few players I think who's interesting in a fantasy sense and is playing on the last game of the match day on Sunday evening. Wolfsburg is playing a Palabon, so yeah, it's not like it's okay. I, I think Max is a, is a home run pick this week. But I also think Mbappé is a decent pick and uh, he just gives you flexibility. So you you want exposure to that Paderborn-Wolfsburg game and it's hard to come by. So And Mbappé is definitely one of the few guys with 9.2 million. He's also not that expensive who's interesting. So if you already have him in your squad, I would count that as a positive. But being able to get up to Max is also I mean, it's amazing. 
Yeah, I was going to say that I think the scope for Max's performance is definitely bigger than Mbabu's. And so I think I would err uh, on the side of bringing in the outfielder there instead of switching Schubert up. We uh, also want to talk about Max because at Demon2600 on Twitter asked Max or Hector for this week in, in place of Schmidt. So when you put Max up against Jonas Hector, where, where would you be on that debate? I mean, one of the two best defenders... Uh, if you don't consider the price tag uh, Hector and Max this week. I would prefer, head to head, I would prefer Philip Max. But what you, you keep in mind that Jonas Hector is playing on a Sunday afternoon. And that's a great position to be in, um, having Hector uh, in the back while uh, you field Philip Max with all the other guys playing on Saturday afternoon. So that makes it a, a toss-up for me. Hector's 1.2 million cheaper. If you can um, make good use of that money, I actually probably would go uh, to Hector. On the other hand, if you've got <laughs> Jakobs or Katabach, I know there's a lot of ifs. Uh, if you've got uh, Jakobs or uh, Katabach in your squad, um, then it's easy and you go to Max again. I was going to say, we're all about the ifs and buts on this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is what we do. We talk theory most of the time in the hopes that it will help anyone out there listening. The second part of Demon 2600's question is he wants to bring in Kostic but needs to sell one of Brekolo or Harvets. It seems like Brekolo and Wolfsburg are out of form, he says, but he can't afford a straight swap. So how would you feel about this one? Because he's definitely going to have to free up some funds. Yeah, Brekolo would definitely be on my uh, on the chopping block. For me, I'm, I'm not 100% that he's going to start at Paderborn. And uh, he's a volatile player. I don't want him to close out the match day for me. I mean, imagine you have to swap out like eight points to bring Brekolo in and then he gives you two. You're sitting there and looking stupid and can, can hating I, Can lives. I just ask, I mean, like to, to build on this, it, it, have we seen the best of like the Brekolo? Like, I mean, we saw it at the beginning of the Hinrunde and we haven't really seen him produce anything since. So like, do you think it's like he, he had his spell and it's just not going to recreate itself at any point? I mean, at the moment, Wolfsburg isn't creating anything. So, uh, I mean, it's definitely uh, part of the reason is because Brekolo isn't up, up to his form but also the rest of the team isn't. And that makes it tough for uh, any individual to shine. I, I think that's the biggest problem right now with Brekolo. At one point, I thought he's just too good. I mean, he's pretty good. And all of a sudden, it doesn't doesn't look that way anymore. So uh, he would definitely uh, one of the guys I, I would look to bring out. I wouldn't feel very comfortable uh, starting him on the last match day. Uh, our last game of the match day. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got him in my squad. I've stuck with him. I am doing the debate as to whether it's just worth the gamble with him against Paderborn. But I I think even I would probably err on the side of caution with Brekolo yeah. this week. So but, I think he may be one of my transfers. I think my my big decision this week, Flo, actually, is whether I take out Brekolo or take out Schubert. Yeah, and I wanted to add one thing on Havertz. Um, they're playing Dortmund at home next week. Not the best matchup, not one I would shy away from. But if you can make everything work, maybe you go Kostic for Harvards and you don't have a decision next week with Harvards facing off against Sancho and Royce, who might also be in your squad. 
Oh, that's a, a valuable addition to the point. No, I think that's a good one to make as well, because that's the same. Yeah, exactly. Same weekend that Leipzig faced Bayern. So we've got two big games that have big conundrums because a lot of players will be in a lot of teams in the fantasy realm. But OK, we will leave it there for part one. Listener questions done. We'll be back in part two to have a look at that fixture list. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball Fantasy and something that I was meant to do in part one, I didn't do. I'm going to do it in part two now instead. But it's to draw your attention to the TFF Pokal, which is ongoing right now. We have already actually gotten through the first round of fixtures, which was incredibly, I have to say, named the great escape from Marco Zyla's whiskers. Absolutely incredible. I mean, Haymarket Second continues to impress us with his creativity and I'm absolutely loving it. We're now into the round of Beer Liga which is match day 19 through 20. Again, I would urge you to check out whether you're still in the competition. Most of you still are, I would hope, and see how it's going to break down for the rest of the season. But just also just to kind of give this guy a bit of credit. I mean, for the extent he's going to, hey, Market Second, you, you genuinely continue to impress us. If you want to find the link to the Google Doc that he creates, then all you have to do is go on Twitter and search TFF Porcal. It happens to be his Twitter name his handle is at haymarket second so it's not easy to misplace but that's where you can find the link so i'd urge everyone to go check it out because uh, it really is a a masterpiece in my opinion i think flo would agree with me wouldn't you yeah yeah i'm i'm i can't wait till i uh, will start in the competition because uh, <laughs> i mean I, I i got a few weeks by i think i'm, I'm going to enter in week 22 or 23 uh can't wait yeah that's it he's broken it down in like leagues this year it's absolutely it really is absolutely incredible um and i can't I, yeah i i look forward to when i get in it's almost like a humble brag to say that we haven't actually been involved in the competition yet because we enter in the later stages i actually i enter around early than you flow which is a bit of a kick in the teeth but um <laughs> i can get that's that. how it should be <laughs> i can get over it that's not how it should be get out of here <laughs> but uh, yeah i just have to i'll i'll have to suck that one up um okay anyway cracking on with the fixture list we'll start with that friday night game Hertha against schalke now Hertha have picked up more losses and less points on home soil that's four to five and ten to twelve in terms of losses and points on home soil than they have on the road this season not the best type of form when you're coming up against the schalke side that since the start of the millennium have picked up more wins against Hertha than any other team now flo i want to kick this off there is some things to talk about with the schalke players but i want to talk about Hertha. we've mentioned mittelstedt is there any other Hertha player who could maybe tempt you maybe the reader but I'm, I'm not sounding convinced myself so no you're not you know what and that's okay yeah. you can say no <laughs> no then i mean Derrida isn't a bad pick if he's back he um, missed the last game because uh, i think he was sick so if he's back in the starting lineup uh, for 7.9 million, yeah. If you've just got 8 million left, maybe he's one of the better guys to look at in midfield. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I do want to ask you, though, because there are pretty strong rumors suggesting that Christoph Piatek is in Berlin already and may even have already agreed a deal with Hertha. If he were to be a surprise in the starting lineup, is there any part of you that would would wonder about the gamble on him no, no. okay that's that's and i'm not even sure how much his price tag would be but well i was no. going to say if if he didn't join officially until 
later on in the week, maybe even Friday, then could they even get him in the game? There's a chance they may not be able to get him in the game in time. They can, but There's a chance he may not be able to get him in the squad in time as well. There's also that part. But I just thought it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for Piatek to join Hatta, uh, to be sure, because I heard rumors today that had me on edge that maybe that means Davies Alka is available. Um, oh, 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 I wonder who could do with a striker like Davies Elka right now. Yeah, where he came from. I mean, where, <laughs> where did where he, he always belong at first? Yeah, that would be, that would be uh, oh, an outstanding move. Selka back to Bremen would be the best that could happen. I was going to say, you've got, you've, got me, you've got me feeling a bit nostalgic now as well. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to that. Okay, but then, shall we talk about Schalke? Because ultimately, they are the bigger topic in this game. Because as I mentioned, their fixture list ahead looks very tasty indeed. Their next five games are Berlin away, Paderborn at home, Mainz away, Leipzig at home. That is the outlier in all of this. And then Cologne away as well. So some tricky away fixtures to be sure, but against teams in the bottom half of the table. So uh, I'll start with a list a question it's from at ignatius brian l1 he says do we think that schalke is a must this week but do we need two players or just one to cover i don't think that schalke is a must uh, i don't think even one schalke player is a must because this game sets up to be a doozy because uh, hatta is a team that takes the least sh- shots on goal in the whole bundesliga and schalke uh, takes the third least shots on goal. So I don't expect a fantasy fireworks here. That's why I would be interested in cheap defenders and uh, Mittelstädt definitely sticks out there. And, but apart from that, I'm not seeing Schalke dominating this game. And that's why I probably won't bring in any of the Schalke midfielders who are interesting, but around 10 million you have to spend. Yeah, so I, d- I don't think it's a must. And if you go, I would definitely go just for one uh, Schalke player. Okay, you know what? It's not often this happens, but I actually disagree with Flo here because, and I will explain my reasoning. I think one is fine, two may be better, and that is with a view to next week. So firstly, you get two players that are guaranteed to start because let's be honest, you'll be picking two players that are in the Schalke starting lineup this week. They then, next week, when, as we've mentioned, Bayern play Leipzig and Leverkusen play Dortmund, Schalke play Paderborn at home. And you will want to invest heavily in that game. So if you can dip into the Schalke market now, it's not a bad time to do it based on the fact that you then don't have to use three of your trans, some of your three transfers next week. Okay. So I would, I would say one is a must and two is a luxury this week. And then if you've got the moves to make next week, I would definitely have two at least against Paderborn. And I think there are enough attractive assets. I would, I would throw Okchipka into the mix. I think he's worth having. I think Roman is actually making himself a potential candidate up front as well, interestingly. And then let's be honest, they're the three midfielders that you can pick from. And at Hafid FW asked, is it the time to get in Gregorich? I'll answer this and say in my head, yes. But I want to know flow. Gregorich, Harit, Serdar, how do you rank them? This was the question I was going to ask last week and I decided to ask it this week. So how would you rank them? Uh, definitely Harit would be last uh, right now. 
wow, who would have thought that? Yeah. Uh, you know, in the, it, during the Hinrundra, I mean. Yeah, but the other two guys struck me as more fantasy viable. Sada is the most expensive one, 11.2 million. I think he's definitely the most consistent one. He doesn't give you games usually. Last time he did pick up one point, but usually he picks up six, seven points at the least. And he already scored seven goals. So uh, he has room to to go uh, even uh, far beyond that. Gregorich, I think, is a bit more boom or bust. Uh, if you think that Schalke can bring it to Hatta, then definitely Gregorich would be my uh, pick because he's basically playing as a striker. He's a midfielder in the game. 10.1 million is a decent price tag. But I just think it's more likely this game ends in a goalless draw than in, uh, in, a, in a fantasy goal bonanza. Uh, okay, you know what? I, I do. I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but I also see, you know, even a narrow or maybe a two-goal win for Schalke being quite viable in this. And then it's a case of if you pick the right players. And I do think Gregorich is one of them. So I'll, I'll be honest. I'm bringing Gregorich into my team this weekend, uh, assuming he's in the starting lineup. Of course. Yeah, but, but he it, will. Be. I'm, I'm, I am. I, I. I. I would be very surprised if he wasn't. But I am also looking at their next five fixtures and thinking he's someone that I can bring in now, and I'm not going to have to move him out over the next five games. And that's quite a valuable thing at times to have a player that you can rely on. So I might take. Uh, yeah, I might take that risk. Well, no, I'm definitely putting him in this week. It's whether I stick with him or not. That'll be the question. But okay, we could talk about Schalke all day. And or is there any other point that you want to make with them? No, don't don't want okay. to talk that's, about Schalke all day. <laughs> that's James. all right. I'm just saying we could flow. Not that we want yeah. to. But let's talk about a team we do want to talk about a little bit more, and that's Dortmund. Uh, they're against Union Berlin this weekend. Now Dortmund have scored 48 of their 51 goals this season from open play, which is the highest proportion of any Bundesliga side. But Union do that. On the opposite end of the spectrum, they actually have the highest proportion of goals from set pieces with 10 of 23 coming from dead balls. Again, we've got a listener question from at Brilly Hoof. He says, it's a simple one from me, please, guys. Haaland, yes or no? Yes, uh, I guess. It's, it's boring. I mean, uh, last week I was trying to find ways not to bring him Haaland if he's in the starting lineup. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. But... The way he's looking right now, and I've got the feeling every opponent... I mean, the last goal uh, he scored was outstanding, yes. Um, but I think the the reason why he could score, because Horn was pretty surprised how fast this big dude is. Because I think he, as he saw the, the pass of Dahoud, uh, he thought, oh, I got that. Uh, I got time. I come off my line and then, oh. And then he was too late. And uh, I think that's uh, what's going to happen because he's, he's so fast and explosive for a guy that's uh, uh, almost uh, two meters high. Uh, you can say that in feet for our American audience, James. I'm not sure how many feet that are. I think that's around about six foot two. I want to say six foot two, six foot three. Yeah. There you go. Don't quote me. <laughs> I'm I'm a stickler for the metric system. Uh, they, and, uh, you know what? I've lived in Germany long enough that I am too. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I don't think there's a way around Haaland. Uh, the only the only thing uh, I can see me not bring him in in uh, is if Lucien Favre says uh, for now uh, it's looking good when he comes off the bench, and that's probably how it's going to stay. 
So if I've got the feeling that he's not starting, then I'm not going to bring him in. Yeah, it is a tricky one because he's a bandwagon you don't want to miss. And and you, so you could even argue you've missed it already because you could have jumped on earlier. Uh, and actually, you know, last weekend, even though, again, he came off the bench, he still outscored most strikers in the fantasy game. So, I mean, it's a tricky one with him. And I just wonder, I could maybe see him being benched for one more game and then starting against Leverkusen in the big one. And that could be like, you know, his breakout moment. But who knows? Let's talk about Leverkusen. No, they're away from home against Hoffenheim this weekend. Now, Hoffenheim have only suffered more defeats in the Bundesliga against Bayern than Leverkusen. It's 15 against Bayern, 14 against Leverkusen. However, Lukas Radetzky has never won a Bundesliga match against Hoffenheim in nine attempts, five draws, four losses. Who would you pick from this game, Flo? Uh, I'm going with Christoph Baumgartner, 6.8 million. I think he's quite talented. Seems like, I mean, Schroeder is doing crazy stuff. Uh, sometimes I think like he takes some substances <laughs> before, before the match and uh, it's getting him crazy ideas. He, he brought on uh, Bebu as a left back at Bremen. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, it worked. That's, that's the crazy thing about it. Uh, <laughs> the whole thing's crazy. In midfield, seems like Grillich, Rudy, Baumgartner, that are his guys right now. And uh, I think Baumgartner is pretty cheap. He likes to go forward. He scores. Uh, I think he's a sneaky, cheap midfielder. You can bring him. No, absolutely. A, a potential differential alert with Baumgartner. And he's one I do have my eye on when it comes to budget midfielders. I'm not going to lie. Okay, moving on to Fortuna against Frankfurt. We're in the 330 fixture, so we're moving it along quickly. Now, Dusseldorf, they have lost five of their last six and are the only Bundesliga team yet to score in the Rook Runde. But as Flo already mentioned, they have had a change of head coach, Uwe Rösler, taking over today, actually. Uh, we're recording on Wednesday, we should mention as well. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. Meanwhile, Frankfurt, they have only won their first three games of the Rook Runder once. That was 53 years ago. So this isn't a foregone conclusion. Fortuna could have the bounce of a new head coach taking over. How are you feeling about this game flow? Yeah, I've got no feeling at all. Um, especially since Fortuna was so bad. I'm, I'm not sure how many guys you can trust to actually start for Düsseldorf. Um, we're not sure what Rösler uh, wants. We're not sure what he's going to do. And uh, that makes me shy away from guys like Sutner or Zimmermann who might otherwise be cheap options uh, in defense or a Tommy cheap midfield option. No, I'm not going for them. And it also makes me a bit nervous about Frankfurt assets just because we've seen it time and time again a new coach comes in and all of a sudden stuff works and I I probably think that the first thing Rosler wants to do is stop the Frankfurt attack and who knows if that's actually uh, he's able to um, but still I think that's a tricky a tricky fix here because we don't know what to expect of Düsseldorf. Yeah, I think it, it could be a whole plethora of options, really, that could be at your disposal. I would argue maybe that Fortuna are the most unattractive side in fantasy right now, especially with the Rösler change. It could change with Rösler in charge. You never know if you can get start getting the 
best out of them again. Uh, they could actually become contenders again. But right now, I'd, I'd even put certain Paderborn assets ahead of them. Uh, and that's saying a lot. So who would you pick from this game, Flo, if you had to? It's Philip Kostic, because he's basically independent from what all other guys do on the pitch. <laughs> Seven, 17.8 and And I so wish I would have trusted uh, Frankfurt at the start of the Rückrunde. I didn't do it because the match at Hoffenheim and then a home game against Leipzig. But I mean, Kostic is just pulling through and rewarding everyone uh, who kept face with him. Uh, I think he's one of the best fantasy midfielders and still might be differential because of the guys like Sancho, Royce and now Havertz again and, and Sabitzer. Just the bigger names, but Kostic is, uh, I mean, he, he, he can uh, play with the big boys all, all day long. No, I couldn't agree more. I, you know what? I'm actually with you on the regretting not trusting Frankfurt at the start of the Rookrunder as well. I wish I had maybe backed him, but the it's the price tag flow. Cause yeah, you're right. When you've got other pricey midfielders in, it's really difficult to get past that price tag of 17.8 million. But anyway, Augsburg against Bremen is the next game. Despite a 3-1 lead against Dortmund and 25 shots against Union, which was a record under Martin Schmidt, Augsburg are still winless in 20. 2020. However, they've got a pretty good, sorry to say this, Floyd, but they've got a pretty good chance this weekend at home <laughs> to Bremen. Now, Bremen have won, I will say, though, they have won all four games against Augsburg with Florian Korfeld in charge. Four wins, 13 goals scored. So that's over three goals a game, which is very impressive. But historic form doesn't count for everything, unfortunately. Anyway, at Hafid FW asks, is it time to get in Max? We've already talked about him. I assume he's your player pick. He's he's my player pick, yeah. And I mean, I, li I always like him, but I mean, Bremen is setting records and being the worst team in history defending set pieces. I think I, I read since data collection in 1990. Three no team was worse in defending corners than, than Bremen this oh, year. No. <laughs> I think they got, oh, they no. conceded eleven or twelve goals from corners after nineteen match days. That's really that's unbelievable. And uh, if you know the set piece quality of Philip Max. I think there's a pretty good chance that he's involved in a goal. Yeah, um, yeah I'm sorry to say I so, agree. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like to say that, but it's just, it's just the way it is. So Max is definitely one of the best picks out there, and uh, a guy I have, uh, he's high on my shopping list, but I haven't figured out actually uh, what I want to do this week. I've got the Schubert conundrum as well. Uh, I got Christopher Lenz. I don't like <laughs> Lenz, uh, having Lenz uh, at Dortmund, but maybe it's a pill I have to swallow. Yeah, I've, I have to I have to see. And uh, Mukiele of Leipzig, great player, but because of Klosterman was injured, he had to play uh, as a centre-back and not as a right-back, and that definitely hurts his fantasy value. So a lot of decisions to make, but if I'm doing a transfer... Uh, in defense, pretty high chance that Max is my guy. 
Yeah, understandably so as well. I think it's fair to say. Okay, Mainz against Bayern, the final game of the 3.30 kickoffs. Now, the this is a matchup of the Bundesliga's most prolific team against the leakiest back line in the league in Bayern and Mainz. Now, Bayern have also won their last seven Bundesliga matches in Mainz. And again, a listener question from at underscore Kai Dust underscore. Is Goretzka the way to go regarding Bayern's midfield or is there anyone else safe enough to get Flo? How are you feeling about this one? I mean, I'm feeling pretty comfortable that Bayern will win big here. Uh, they just look hungry at the moment and they don't stop stor- scoring goals after two or three. The problem is, I mean, everyone has Lewandowski and that's uh, the right way to go. Uh, as in midfield, I, I still don't feel very good about any Bayern midfielder. And if I had to choose... Uh, for me, it would still be Felipe Coutinho, although he's pretty expensive with 18.7 million, but he can be a big differential. Uh, Goretzka had a big outing against Schalke, but we're, we're not 100% that he is going to start. Maybe they're playing in the cup next week, so maybe there's a bit of rotation going on uh, at Mainz. We're not sure about Sash Nabri. Is he back to 100%? Will he start or will he start in a cup? So a, lo- a lot of things we don't know. And that makes me... I personally won't bring in a Bayern player. Uh, Philippe uh, Coutinho is a risk, a risk that can pay off big. Um, but I don't think there's a safe Bayern midfield option apart from Alfonso Davis. At 6.6 million, and he he's consistent, but he needs he really needs to score to give you a big game. Yeah, it says a lot when Davies is your most consistent Bayern midfielder right now in terms of at least starting time and guarantees in this Bayern side. So, yeah, no, I, you know what? I can't really add anything else to that. I did like Goretzka. He then had that, tra- we had a training ground bust up today with Jerome Boateng, which I don't know whether that's actually hinders his chances or whether Hansi Flick's like, no, I love him really getting stuck in in training and that's a good sign for me. They did post a nice PR photo on social media afterwards, but... Um, uh, you never really know how much that counts for. But anyway, okay, I agree with Flo is ultimately what I'm trying to say there. Let's move on to the Saturday evening game and let's start talking about the fixtures that give, can give us flexibility, starting with Leipzig against Gladbach. Leipzig have picked up 28 points of a possible 30 against sides currently in the bottom half of the table. However, they have only amassed 12 from 27 against teams in the top half. On top of that... They have beaten Gladbach in their last four Bundesliga games. So look at it both ways. And as Flo mentioned, form counts for nothing. But at Ignatius Brian L1 asked, it seems there are no really predictable matches which will have high returns this week. Does that count for Gladbach against Leipzig as well? Yeah, it counts for Gladbach uh, versus Leipzig. Still think uh, Leipzig is also on favourites here. I personally think there will be a reaction of the squad and that they will get a good win against Klapper. So I'm not... like The only concern I have uh, about my Leipzig assets is that they're playing at Munich next week and that maybe going with three Leipzig uh, players into this week. Basically, if you want to sell all three of them, you, you don't have another transfer to spend next week. 
Yeah, no, all very, very valid points, to be sure. Okay, then I'll move on to the next question. It's from at underscore Kai Dust underscore. Got it right this time. And he asks, should I get rid of player and or Sabitzer ahead of this week? He says he's looking at the upcoming fixtures and he's tempted to keep player despite the tough game against Leipzig. And if you do look at uh, Gladbach's schedule over the next couple of games, they've got Köln at home, Dusseldorf away, and then Hoffenheim at home and Augsburg away before they face Dortmund in their next five after Leipzig. So I can see where he's coming from, Flo. Definitely. Um, but maybe you bring in player for Werner next week and you have a clean solution. So sell him now, bring him in back. Player can have a good game at Leipzig. I just think the odds are uh, much smaller than um, for many other strikers this week. So um, if I don't have to, I'm not going with player into the next match day. We did have one final question from at rookie underscore CR, but he asked, is Werner essential for the next two weeks and is Nkunku a definite starter? I think we've answered both of those questions in this show already. So I'll move on to the Sunday fixtures, unless there's something to add, Flo. No, uh, I believe Nkunku will start. And uh, yeah, I don't want to have Werner next week. Bingo. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so Köln against Freiburg on Sunday, kicking off the action. All six Bundesliga encounters between Gisdol and Strike have actually ended in a draw. I don't know if that's a good thing for fantasy owners or not. And it's worth noting that both of these, uh, so Köln have actually won three straight at home for the first time since 2011. Meanwhile, Freiburg have picked up more points on the road this season than, than at the end of the last two seasons. So they're actually performing well on foreign soil as they did against Mainz in the opening game of the Rook Runder. At Hafid FW asks, though, Flo, is it worth keeping Freiburg assets for this match day? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a pretty open game. I think there can be fantasy points scored on both sides. And uh, I believe, like, uh, there will be a reaction uh, of Leipzig. I also think there might be a reaction of Freiburg because of the loss against Paderborn. They want to show that they can do it better. So I wouldn't panic uh, with Freiburg assets. I'm not sure if you went for Kwon, he might be an exception. Maybe uh, he would um, be a player I want to cut. But uh, with Günther or even Peterson, uh, I think it's okay going into the next match day. And one question, one one trivia question for you, James. Oh, go on. Yeah, you said Cologne won th uh, three straight home for the first time since 2011. Do you happen to know who was uh, the Cologne coach at that time? Oh, that is a that is a cracking question, Flo. Um, and you know what? It's Stala Solbacher. Yeah, that's right. 2011, right? Yeah, yeah after, yeah, 100%. Yeah, Stala Solbacher. Great job. The, the legend. Yeah. The legendary. I, I read that and I was like, it, that was a, a, a blast from the past, Stala Solbacher. It was. It's, it was a name I hadn't thought of in a long time, admittedly. Yeah. He he was so good. We're not, we're not doing any physical training. <laughs> why, why should we do that? It's. It's it's not an important part of the game yeah. flow. Um, it really isn't. Um, okay, no. now I'm I'm in that camp of having Gunter and Peterson. I think I will be keeping both because I'm you know Peterson let me down last week. I put my money where my mouth was when I made him my banker, and I went with him when Haaland wasn't in the starting lineup. Yes, I maybe wish I had not done that and stuck with Haaland, but I think 
I'm going to stick with Peterson because I do like Freiburg's upcoming fixtures still. And that goes beyond the Köln game because they've got Hoffenheim, Augsburg and Dusseldorf in their next three as well. But okay, let's move on to the final game. Paderborn against Wolfsburg. This is one that it could be a bit of a risky minefield to navigate flow. Paderborn have never managed to pick up back-to-back wins in the Bundesliga. Meanwhile, the last time that Wolfsburg lost four league games in a row was seven years ago. And I've already got the head coach written down for this one, Flo. Um, (laughs) It's Felix Margat who is in charge at the time. Um, Meanwhile, it's also worth noting that in the four meetings between these two teams, the home side has never won this fixture. So, Flo, which team has the better value? Because Paderborn beat Freiburg. Yeah. Can we really write them off and Wolfsburg look out of form? No, we, we, we can't write off Paderborn. And if uh, Antwi Ajay or Kai Pröger were just a little bit cheaper, they would definitely be on my radar. I think the guy I would trust the most would still be Xava Schlager, if you consider the, the price tag with 9.9, I guess. Uh, yeah, 9.9 million. Closing out the match day, I think having one player of this match is optimal. Schlager would be my choice. Of course, you can you can go with Vejos as well. He's now a differential pick, fifteen point nine million, quite expensive. But who knows? Maybe uh, Wolfsburg um, finds their rhythm. Uh, definitely can happen. Um, if I were good, Paderborn, uh, I think that. And VJ will probably be my choice, Ooh. but it's close between him and Kai Proger. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, Bundesliga.com was recommending Mo Drager as well as a potential differential pick in a low price range for defenders. So yeah, I mean, there are some interesting options there. I just, I think for me, even for me, it's too risky. So we'll see what happens with that one. But it could, it could prove uh, a, a nice game to be involved in if you get it right. Talking of getting it right, let's talk about our player picks flow Vegas choice who are you going for this week I'm going with Juan Cordoba already mentioned it I mean he's almost a banker for me um, but <laughs> still think there's almost some risk. a banker there's some ri- <laughs> yeah, I, I mean there's some risk attached because uh, Cologne definitely could fall flat although I think they they didn't play as worse as a 1-5 loss might sound. And I think they have a fighting chance to beat Freiburg. And if they do, Cordoba has to be uh, an important part of that win. And with 10.9, you, you're saving money to the high-priced strikers. So uh, if you uh, decide to sell Werner one week early, you're basically saving yourself $9 million. That's a lot. That's true. I mean, I, I kind of mentioned this before we started recording. I, I, yeah, I wonder. I'm not quite as convinced about Cordoba keeping up this goal-scoring run. So I may remind you of this episode later down uh, along the line in the season. Um, but you know what? I've, I've also gone for a kind of cut price striker myself with my Vegas choice. Um, he's just 0.4 million more expensive than Cordoba. Uh, and he is a one and done. But I'm going Marco Richter. Um, again, I, I sorry, I hate to do this to you flow but I, I do think Augsburg will perform well against Werder Bremen <laughs> this weekend uh, and I do think Marco Richter is starting to show the type of form I think we were expecting from him in the start of the season after his good um, campaign with the under-21s in the summer and I'm I'm expecting big things from him so I, I, I hope he can continue his form 
And I think he could be a great Vegas choice this weekend. How about your super schnepchen, though, Flo? I'm going with Timothy Chandler for 5.1 million. I mean, they are the Cologne guys, uh, I know, uh, and they're pretty good. I know, I know, I've picked one of them. <laughs> I know, that's why I went a different route. But uh, I think we talked about them uh, quite a bit, but uh, Chandler is making the most of his chances that he got uh, in the new system. It's a bit uncertain. I mean, it's not 100% that he's going to start, but I think he'll do because uh, with him in the starting lineup, they uh, won at Hoffenheim and, and they beat uh, Leipzig at home. So uh, I think good chances that he start and for the price 5.1, you, you get a, a real differential pick. My only worry is that they're facing off Düsseldorf and we're not sure what to expect yet. But still, I think pretty, pretty good choice. And if I had to choose now, I would probably prefer him over Indica, who's currently in my squad. Wow. I mean, like, yeah, Chandler's come out of absolutely nowhere, really. Um, it, it wasn't a prominent feature in the, the first half of the season. Of course, injury played its part. I didn't expect him to do this in the Rook Runder, though. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah, a valuable option, potentially. I, as I mentioned, have gone the Cologne route, uh, and I've gone with Ishmael Jacobs over Noah Katterbach. He's 0.4 million more expensive, um, but of course, he plays in that more attacking role, and I do think he could be a great differential this week, despite the fact that he had a bad way. I think he got minus points uh, last weekend, but that was to be expected. This time round, I would expect a better performance out of him. How about your banker, Flo? My banker is Philip Max. Uh, I think we already talked enough about him. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. It, it hurts me even more than you naming Marco Richter. Uh, Max is 13.1 million. I'm, I'm just hoping I, I'm, I'm doing some severe jinxing of Augsburg with us praising them and <laughs> having a field day against Bremen and then they fell flat on their heads and losing 6-0 against Bremen. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't, That's what I'm trying to do. So I, I'm, I, I'm not doing fantasy advice. I'm trying to jinx Augsburg I love it. as much I, as I can. I love the intention behind it. I think it's it's very uh, valiant of you as a Bremen fan to do. And you know what? Uh, who knows? It may work. I, I think I jinxed Freiburg last week with my Peterson and Quan choices against Paderborn. Didn't see that coming. I was a bit undecided on my banker, I'm going to be honest. But if we're talking about if, you know, Flo's talked the most about Philip Max. If I'm picking the player I talk most about today, then I, I think I have to pick Michal Gregorich. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna throw him out there as my banker, as we mentioned, 10.1 million. He's got the Friday night slot as well. So you'll know if he's in the starting lineup, but it would be an absolute shock if he wasn't. And I do believe that even someone like Michal Gregorich could produce the goods against a Hertha side that do like to keep it defensive. So I'm going to throw his name out there as my banker. And that will bring us to an end of today's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode don't forget to follow us at talking foosball on twitter give us a like on facebook and if you haven't yet join the talking foosball fantasy league for now from me your host james sorry good flow and the rest of the talking foosball crew auf wiederhören auf wiederhören <laughs>